0: Welcome to Verbal Art, a podcast where we talk about artsy stuff in different locations. Here is your coffee. Oh, thank you. And milk. And the milk. Hi, um, welcome to Verbal Art, or welcome back, if you've listened before, with me, Senja Ram. Um, today here in Konala, which is a suburb in Helsinki. And I'm here with uh, Salavale and Mina Pohjuleinen, uh, or like I like to call them, the mall girls, <laughs> because um, you have this project uh, here called, let's see if I can pronounce it, but <laughs> I'm gonna read it because it's so long. So, Osteri tut Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, which in English would be the shopping mall investigations. Haha, uh-huh. so can you explain to the listener uh, or all of the listeners, where are we?
1: Yeah, so we are in the Konoland mall shopping mall, uh, an old mall which was built in the 1960s. Maybe Salala remembers the exact year when we was this old 62. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we've been doing an artistic and curatorial research around the old shopping malls of Helsinki, uh, and established this uh, Temporal art and research space here and we are now on the space Which is an old
0: dentist a clinic yeah. we are in Like and maybe let's just clear up what we mean when because when we see shopping say shopping mall, it sounds very large um, But these old shopping malls in Finland, they are really very very tiny and they are actually more like tiny shopping arcades So a few shops clustered together with an outdoor space where people can sit maybe, or maybe just walk between the shops. And then, mm, so it's not even an indoor mall we are in. It's more like two rows of like a few shops or establishments. And now all these tiny small malls are being um, torn down. And a lot of them, or at least a lot of them are like more or less abandoned and like, because very big shopping malls are popping up everywhere. At least in Helsinki, crazy many, also quite close to here, right?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, they are not abandoned. Uh, Maybe that's an image we have of the old shopping malls. There is quite much uh, happening in them, Mm. Uh, I would say. uh, And for example, when we tried to hunt this place or or find a suitable space for our project, it was quite difficult to find uh, uh, free space to rent. So, Mm. so they they maybe have this appearance that nothing is happening or they are abandoned or dead, but actually there are not so many free uh, spaces to rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they are. now. Helsinki is changing quite drastically, uh, uh, and many of these uh, old shopping malls are be or or are under. Uh, pressure of being demolished or dismantled uh, and torn down and that's maybe also why we got interested in them. Uh, yeah, Yeah,
2: as a kind of vanishing layer in the cityscape uh, and they also represent in an interesting way the, the kind of ideology and um, city planning principles of their own time, mm. uh, so the question that rises of their demolishment is, is also about how the cityscape changes and what kind of ideologies are now like directing the construction of it? Yeah, and in Finnish, do you use the same word
0: for like the same word describing a mall for these small ones and for the big ones, or do you have separation in the language
1: uh, Yeah, there is a separation, but maybe also people use them. Uh, in parallel, that, like there is this word Kauppakeskus, which mm-hmm. is more like a shop, shopping center. Yeah, yeah. So shopping center. Uh, and then Liikekeskus was a phenomenon in the '80s, which "liėk" is also like a business or, mm-hmm. but it also means a sh- like a shop. Is there another word? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this where we are now,
2: this is Ostoskeskus. Mm-hmm. and it means that it, it's not covered and Kauppakeskus uh, is like uh, an indoor, indoor mall. mall yeah so the, all the big ones like uh, Tripla and Redi they are Kauppakeskus yeah there are surprisingly very many huge malls in Helsinki squeezed
0: together considering how few people there are Then some of these malls have 24-7 huge supermarkets which I do not understand nobody is awake at night like no one goes to buy pots and pans in the middle of the night but the shop is there so, yeah, it's quite interesting if that is like it's maybe not the city building for the need of the citizens, but maybe trying to push like an agenda into the cityscape that we should remember we can consume all the time. <laughs>
2: there is always an option to go shopping. Yeah, and there is this. Um Presumption. Presumption that Helsinki is going to grow very fast mm. and it's also linked with the demolishment of these spaces because most often they're going to be um, replaced with residential buildings mm. for new inhabitants. But then uh, when looking at the statistics, it's actually like not so simple and actually the population of Helsinki has been shrinking. But it's clearly like an agenda of Helsinki to grow, and um, to host, to, to inhabit more and more people, and mm. also these like huge supermarkets with very wide opening hours are probably um, because of
1: that. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that I mean it's not clear yet if the shrinking was only like a COVID. Uh, pandemic movement when everybody like wanted bigger places to live in the countryside or somewhere in detached houses and if it's gonna uh, continue to grow but at least during the pandemic there was this kind of like shrinking small shrinking or stagnation of growth. I think it's
0: also that maybe the last 10 years Helsinki has become like an international destination a lot of people come here to study now. A lot of people come for startup work, for like IT industry. And uh, generally like the international community here is growing. And Helsinki has become like this point on the map where people are now coming to, to live. And maybe also to visit more. I'm not sure if the tourism has changed, but at least like it's becoming an international big city. Um so maybe during COVID, a lot of international students and people working also ended up going home and getting stuck back home. Or, yeah, there was a little bit of a, of a change there. But um, let's talk a little bit about the actual space we're in so the listener can uh, be here with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dentist clinic is two rooms, a tiny toilet and stuff. But how big is it? Do you know the square meters? Maybe around 50. Mm. Uh, Yeah, between 40 Mm. and 50. And there are no more, like there are not that many signs left that it has been a dentist clinic
1: um, because you have emptied it out or it was empty already? Uh, Our landlords who are the dentists who uh, (laughs) gave up the space or rented it for us uh, emptied all the all the dentist stools and stuff before we got in, but there were some like tapes on the windows still saying, How much your dentist? Uh, oh, yeah, it which not we gradually removed when we came. <laughs> yeah, it has
0: not been renovated, like it's um, no, yeah. And yeah. you have used this
2: place as an art space now for this whole month, yeah, since July, July yeah, yeah, two months. <coughs> we moved in in July and then we started to build or create this exhibition together with the artists who we had invited and we wanted to give them an opportunity to work site specifically or have the opportunity to use more time in the in the actual space where the work was going to be. So that was kind of the concept
1: behind the exhibition. So, how many artists are exhibiting here? Uh, originally, we invited three artists, but everybody <laughs> collaborated with their partner for some reason. So, we have six uh, contributions uh, from Nikki Jaskelen, in whose installation we are now uh, sitting, uh, and then Sara Maria uh who collaborated with Jarno Ilmarisompi, and then uh, working Group, PVSC, uh, Shubani Singh and Guspakbar, who ha- has been working with the local Pizzeria here as well.
0: Can you um, maybe describe to the listeners like the elements in the room or like what is, what is in this place? where We are in the front room now, um, so quite a lot of nice light coming in from the big window. Uh, but
2: which artworks are here, what furniture is like? Um, Well this this room is an installation made by Nikki Jäskeläinen and the sound element is made by Matti Berg and it's called the waiting room uh, and this used to be the waiting room of the dentist Uh, so it's kind of it's continuing with that uh, topic and there are, uh, it's composed with found materials uh, from here and then uh, some uh, old pieces of the artists of the artist that we wanted to curate because Nikki had already worked with shopping malls, surprisingly. Mm. Uh, she had made like drawings of them. So those are, are all also present here uh and then some uh some other materials yeah, there
0: are some mirrors here placed around the floor and under the table.
1: is that from the same artist or are they from yeah out? uh some that that mirror was already here, but Nikki has just re- replaced it uh and then she has put the other ones uh. In the composition, uh, and she, she Nikki works with kind of like this mundane uh, paper materials. Like there is a notice board uh, with uh, different kinds of stuff, like the menu and some uh, coupons for University <laughs> uh, and then baby teeth.
0: Yeah, there are little, uh, little plastic bags with teeth And okay. honestly, if I had not known that was an artwork, I would have thought that it was just a pinboard left from the dentist's yeah, yeah. Uh, shop.
2: Yeah, and when the dentists came, they were shocked, like, if they left them here <laughs> by accident. They forgot teeth. That? Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: funny. And then there is a nice low chair. It's funny that a lot of stuff in here is really low, so that, like, all the murals are placed on the floor, so even the tall one, you can only see until your waist, more or less, and the other ones, you can only see your feet. And then the chair is looks comfy, but it's really low, so you feel like you almost have to sit on the floor
2: to sit in it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think it's it's a kind of distorted uh, experience that the artist <laughs> has created in this space
0: waiting for the dentist and you're nervous and you're like slowly
2: melting into the floor.
1: (laughs) But I think a waiting room also is a metaphor for this whole building in a way because this space has been, a mall has been in kind of like this waiting mode uh, for a long time because it's not clear what will happen in the future, whether it will be demolished or saved. Mm. Uh, and by whom and for who? So, so kind of like continuing uh, this waiting room idea. It, it expands beyond this this space to maybe discuss the whole whole space or place situation situation yeah the yeah. yeah. context the the whole
0: shopping arcade is waiting
1: yeah yeah
0: and the people living here are waiting because. There's a lot of social community around these places, right? Uh, I mean, there's usually always a bar, and which in Hel- in Finland means usually it's always a karaoke bar, or quite often. So there's like this social element of... There's like right now here a hairdresser, a pizzeria, and a karaoke bar. So these are places where local people come and meet someone or like uh, spend time with other people, uh Mm -hmm. Which in these suburban areas, I imagine there are not that many places where you daily can go and like You know you run into someone that you maybe know. Yeah Yeah. So yeah, it's a good point that the whole community and the whole Environment of of these places is in a waiting position also because What would they go to the huge mall afterwards and like meet there or
2: Would they just Mm -hmm. not meet these people anymore? Yeah, it's a question hanging in the air. It has became, become clear that this is an important uh, social meeting point for people. Maybe like the community doesn't seem to be very huge, but still like, for the recu- regulars who, who come here, it's very important. Mm. Uh, so it's difficult to say what will happen after the demolishment.
1: How did the locals uh, receive your art project here? I think very like welcoming or warmly. Uh, I haven't had any negative uh, comments or I uh, am also curiously like what are you doing and when when is the opening and
2: yeah 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 supported. Like, <laughs> yeah people have been very helpful and uh, also kind of happy that uh, so we, that there is some activity here, some new activity, maybe like the kind of challenge has been to explain what, who we are and what we are doing, uh, and then I have had experiences of the people not understanding clearly, like what is our agenda or what is the point of us being here. Because none of you have ties to
0: Kornala or this place, right? Or do you?
1: No, no. No, no, we are kind of visitors in that sense.
0: So you just found it because you have generally been like
2: scouting the outskirts of Helsinki to look for these places? Yeah, yeah. So it could have been in any corner of Helsinki, but then kind of by accident we ended up in this place.
1: Yeah, but this was one of the malls I liked very much. First, when we came here. Yeah. We're always so I'm
2: happy that we are here. <laughs> yeah, 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 this mall is very, super interesting.
0: Did you know when you started the research of the project and started looking around at malls, did you know you wanted a place for this exact purpose and duration, or was it more just curious going around to look at the malls and then getting inspired to actually make a place?
1: Uh, yeah, we just, we started, this project started as a blog uh so we we were working in the same uh, studio back then in 2020 uh, and then there was an open house uh, coming up event coming up and then we kind of discussed with salla that maybe we could do something together and then Salah had just moved in Salah, one of the suburbs and was uh, like following how the local shopping mall was demolished uh, in her everyday life. And I had just graduated and done my thesis on like urban development and art. Uh, And then we like started to talk about the shopping malls and then ended up like starting the block for for this open house in our studio. uh, and started to visit them So From the beginning we didn't have the idea of establishing establishing our own space. Uh, it was more just like, we were curious about these spaces and how they are connected in wider urban development and like, economy. Uh, but then, I don't know how we got the idea. The, yeah, then we <laughs> decided to, that maybe this could be something that we could develop. And then we came up with the idea of, of the space and uh, applied for farming. Which you received right from yeah, the city of Helsinki. We, yeah, no, we have the main funding from Kone okay. Foundation, uh, and from Helsinki City, we've got uh, small funding for the screening event. Mm-hmm. But it's nice that it's uh, that
2: it's funded. Yeah, yeah, I think the funding kind of changed the nature of the project quite drastically. Before it was more like a kind of amateur thing, or.
1: Yeah, it was more maybe like drifting, that we didn't know what would happen. But then when you, it's also quite interesting like when you start to apply like funding, then you have to kind of like think how, what kind of outcome you promised to the funder. And yeah, you then have it, to write a project plan yeah, and that budget yeah. has to be and
0: spilled out for what you plan on spending yeah. money on.
1: and it kind of changes the, mm. the or it, it's both that it gives a structure but then at some point maybe it can also feel that the structure is limiting to like the possible outcomes. So it's a tricky one. <laughs> I personally,
0: I find it very counterintuitive to have to um, mentally develop and write out a project from start to finish before even applying for funding to get started with it. Yeah. I think it's very confusing and it's not really... And then you have this waiting period where you have to like sit back. And like wait for someone to tell you what there's money to work on. It's very confusing for me that uh, our industry is is built on this weird crooked structure of of finances and how things are paid for.
1: I think it's also a skill kind of like to promise something concrete, but then... uh, Ati- have the freedom, to do freedom, freedom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's why also we like it was. I think there was this element of freedom or uh, looseness mm. that we uh, designed or composed that we would work on specifically, and we wouldn't quite know what would happen in the space. Mm. Uh, we just said that we want to have a space, <laughs> so so. And also, was, that was kind of like one solution.
0: And you have been the curators of this, right? You didn't contribute with
1: actual pieces in the exhibition. No, we've done like this archival room, but I would see that more also as a, like contextualizing and curatorial work mm. than maybe an artistic.
0: So when the, you when you are the curator and working with other artists who are providing the consent, you also you have some control and like you're writing the project plans, but obviously all these different people also have artistic freedom, so yeah. it's mm. like luckily a lot of uh, surprises can
2: still
1: happen. Yeah. yeah, it was
2: maybe in a way easier to apply the funding uh, not in the role of the artist where you have to kind of reveal your unfinished thoughts and ideas, but more in the role of an organizer mm. with, with an event concept. Mm.
0: Are you used to curating, both of you, or was it like? Uh,
1: yeah, I I have a, like I have a curatorial training, or I did my MA in curating. Mm. So yeah, I'm. I mean, I professionally, I identify myself as an, both artist and curator. So. And how
2: about you, Salah? Uh, well, I had experience in organizing performance art events because performance art is like my main medium, uh, but. Not curating exhibitions, so this was kind of
1: one of the first times yeah. I was doing it. But in the first round, we didn't even think that this would be an exhibition, like, we had imagined that we would uh, like invite performance artists or, or people making some kind of live, live. art. Yeah. Uh, but then the well, plan changed, plan changed <laughs> on the way, yeah.
0: Yeah, so in the end, you had quite a full program, right? Because it has been a month of exhibition open more or less every day. But also you have had like research days and reading circles. And tonight we are having a, a site-specific or thematic screening event with my uh, video collective Kino Club, which um, I thought it was interesting to do this interview because I also have been a part of this collaboration now working with you on this space and it's not so often I get to talk to someone who has been collaborating with us and so we are like two groups who have been meeting here and this is the last big event of the space and then tomorrow is the last day of the exhibition so you have also been quite busy I mean you have not only curated an exhibition or like done like artistic research on site you also have had like multiple public events happening yeah
1: we created a public program Yeah. yeah So how has it been? Has it been busy? Are you like
0: overwhelmed and exhausted? Uh, How has all the collaborations... You have had a lot of people in play here, like a lot of different creative actors
1: or researchers. Hmm. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been busy, but I've enjoyed it. Uh, Of course, there are moments of exhaustion. Uh, also, and maybe it's been, I mean, now that we are in the process, it, it's kind of hard to reflect <laughs> yeah. uh, the mm. value or the learnings of it all. I think it will come later. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's been busy, but also rewarding, I would yeah. say. Yeah, so far
2: I have been like positively surprised of all of our events that we have organized. Uh, I feel like they've gone well, but it has also, like, uh, we have done a lot of work and I, I also feel it. Now. it <laughs> yeah. It's a lot in one month. Yeah. It, it's yeah. really compact. Uh,
1: like, and two months, because then one month was preparing for the exhibition with Sh- the
0: artists. Sure, but I mean, to have that much content happening, presenting that much content yeah. to the public in one
1: month, like,
0: it's. It's quite a full program.
1: Yeah, but the reading circle, for example, we thought that, okay, the, this could be like we, it's also simultaneously our research. So then it's kind of like just opening parts of maybe what we had already read or would like to read mm-hmm. uh, to invite people to discuss the text with us. And, mm-hmm. and it was also like creating for us a structure to do something that we, anyone wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then the research day it was uh, and the reading survey has been kind of laid back uh, so, and then yeah, the research day and this screening have been like more worksome I would say can I have a
0: coffee? <laughs> <laughs> um, was this planned here? Before? it's more part, part of, of the installation Nikki has gone. I don't remember what these plants are called, but I have some at home and it's very beautiful. It's strong, strong pink, but it's like the leaves that are pink and it's natural, not fake. I just want to say that it's in a really beautiful color contrast with this Mm -hmm. wonderful mint green vinyl floor. Yeah. I really love the floor. As you can see, it matches my socks and my shorts because mint green is maybe my favorite color. Uh, So, yeah. It's a good uh, remnant of the dentist's clinic. This, yeah, it's uh, kind of a clinic color. Yeah, yeah, and also these vinyl floors really like speak of the past in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all these reading circles and stuff, uh, it's very conceptual in a way and very like uh, artistic research is quite a specific uh, way to go about something. So did you feel like the local community um, took in any of that or was it like as uh, the audience that would have normally come to a gallery show somewhere else that then came here
1: i think that there has been a mix of like the normal regular art audience and the locals like mm. for example in this research day there were also locals taking part in the conversation mm. uh, in the q a and also in the opening there were like at least I discussed with some some locals uh, who had come and told their stories about them all. Uh, yeah so which is really special that
0: they can contribute with uh, another part of the history here
1: yeah, and then in the reading circle, that has been maybe like not that. Uh, not accessible. accessible, yeah, with the locals, yeah. It's also not
0: so accessible to so suddenly join some academic uh, theory reading circle.
1: Yeah, but we had the last text was uh, like a fiction or, or a novel, mm. parts of novel. Oh, so was. we also wanted to have uh, not just academic uh, essayistic texts, but also like a mm. novel Finnish novel from the sixties that depicts this like rise of suburbs and mm. female. Position and, in it. Mm.
0: and one local uh, guy made it into the exhibition as an artist, right? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this piece hanging over there on the wall. Uh, do
1: you want to say uh, something? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so
2: um, we, uh, the Helsingin Sanomat newspaper came here to make an article about our project, uh, and then uh, one of our artists had met this guy, Antti who is a regular customer of the Amigo bar next door. (laughs) Uh, And also uh, it came out that he has been taking selfies uh, here in the mall, uh, well, according to him, uh, for 20 years or more than 20 years. Uh, And there used to be this uh, like reflecting surface on the dentist's uh, window and he had been using that for uh, for making selfies. Uh, so then he became part of the article in Helsingin Sanomat and we asked if we could have a part of his selfie collection uh, to be on display as part of our exhibition. So now 21 pictures are hanging
0: over here on the wall of this guy wearing sunglasses and smoking a cigarette and taking photos of himself using the outside part of the dentist uh, window as a mirror.
1: Yeah.
0: And now this mirror uh, film has been pulled off, but partly because we need the window for the screening. We're going to use it as the screen so people can sit outside tonight. But now it's hanging from the ceiling and a little bit still in the window in the top and it's part of the installation yeah. here, right? Yeah. Yeah, so one artist has recycled even the mm. this material. Yeah, but that is so nice.
2: I think that this guy has made it into the exhibition. Yeah, yeah we were very happy of this uh, encounter, and it totally adds uh, like a local um, strand in the exhibition.
0: Yeah, and also quite special if someone just have been doing this personal project for so many years that then suddenly these visitors come and ask like, would you like to, to exhibit it? That's really nice that there's a, an occasion where it really fits. So I think let's move to the back room and talk a little bit in there and then maybe we can listen to the sound piece on the way. Yeah. Is it in the toilet, the sound Yeah, piece? it's in the toilet
1: and it's part of this waiting room.
0: Oh yeah, Um, so I will grab this as we want. That's quite nice. Sometimes it sounds like someone calling on the phone, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of like when you call to some service number, uh, you hear this the wedding music. music.
0: So they have sampled the wedding music or they yeah. have made their own. They oh, yeah. Have composed. Yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, their yeah. own. <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, soothing wedding tone.
1: But uh, yeah, then there is this that the phone is ringing and nobody answers and then the tune goes forever. <laughs> I know, but that's
0: quite nice. Um, okay, let's go to the back room, where it is a little bit more dark. Um, ah, oh, should we? Just, there, there is a room on the way. I realized a lot of small rooms here. So yeah, this is our archive room,
2: so to speak. So explain what we are looking at here. Um. So we. So this room is uh, made by me and Mina, and it's an archive uh, where we uh, show like a little bit the history of the shopping malls of the sixties in general in Helsinki. And uh, the purpose is to kind of contextualize the whole phenomenon uh, of the shopping malls. So we have here a map with all the uh, sixties malls or in between 50s and 70s of Helsinki uh, and they are categorized in demolished uh, and under risk uh, and sa- saved or not being in the risk of this demolishment
0: so we have a city map of Helsinki with a lot of pins in different color codes and then there are like strings drawn out to photos of small malls and um, these, like, uh, notes naming them all and, like, describing the building gear and if if they were demolished and stuff. So it looks like a police investigation <laughs> uh, wall. Yeah. But with a, strong, uh, like, a strict structure for um, categorizing and placing these different malls. And it, it's apparent that a lot of them are very similar. I mean, they're obviously different places, but also a lot of the architecture and, like, aesthetics is, like, it's definitely from me within the same few decades. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, once again, I just have to mention this wonderful color contrast, because the mint green floor continues in here, but the the walls are uh, like this salmon color almost, <laughs> or like a little bit peachy.
2: Yeah. Peach color. Well, we painted it. You have yeah, painted it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought it was from <laughs> <rabid> the dentist's clinic.
0: <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then on the other wall we have postcards of yeah. of molds. They are old postcards. Like it seems that it was uh, during fifties, sixties, seventies it was like a fashionable postcard motif.
0: It's like to tourism the, yeah. advertisement. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. And what's
2: interesting it, interesting in these postcards is that they are depicting the, the suburb in general, but in most of them The shopping mall is like in the center of the picture, so um, it seems that the shopping mall is something that they want to show off uh, of the neighborhood. It's worth to
0: come and visit have a great mall. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and now if you compare, now the the malls are uh, a kind of a problem and you wouldn't want to show them, they're more like something that you want to hide.
1: Yeah, well it's hard to imagine somebody designing them. Postcard of Suburbs uh, in 2020. Uh, Like for city branding (laughs) purposes. But it seems
0: to be like a Finnish tradition with this. I don't know about other countries. But last year when Cosmo and I was running this residency art project in um, the village in Ittelakarjala in the east of of Finland on the Russian border. They also had like this little flower kiosk had a selection of old 60s postcards of simple um, that we we bought some of the very first time we were there so like these also where it's like four pictures like showing different uh, like here's the main street of like five shops or something and so it's really interesting that these tiny tiny places like Mm. this is a small suburb and and simply there's a small village, like we're talking very small places, few thousand people living yeah. in this village that I'm talking about, but then they have still produced mm. postcards of the place, like that is really <laughs>
2: special for me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. But then of course, like in the 60s, when the suburbs, suburbs were built, they represented like a very modern and progressive way of living. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so true. so they were something that people came to see even from abroad. And also, you needed to lure people
0: into actually living there once you had built these massive concrete houses for them to live in.
1: Mm. So. Yeah, I don't think that was that much of a problem back then because uh, Finland Finland went through kind of like this urbanization phase in the sixties and seventies, quite late compared to other European cities or countries. So, uh, and it was due to industrialization, uh, so there was a shift from like this agrarian economy uh, into like big factories Mm -hmm. and people were floating to cities to have a job because also the like farming industries and forest industries were kind of like uh, uh, industrialized or people like had machines more mm. and you didn't need like a manpower in the forest and farms that much. So so, so there were to like... find a job you had to go to the city. Mm. And there were masses of people and especially
2: young families floating in the cities. When yeah. was the
1: baby boom in Finland? Uh, well it was l- like after the world wars. Like, so like everywhere yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because but then in the 60s, uh, the, the, these baby boomers were like grown-ups mm. and leaving home, so...
0: Moving to these wonderful
1: suburban
0: places
2: mm. to live the dream. Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but then it's of course, um, it's a question whether they kind of succeeded uh, to be the ideal um, places to live. <laughs> most of the ones in Denmark that were built
0: in the 60s and were promoted as like this is gonna be the new Haven of like outskirt Copenhagen or something like most of these places are now considered ghettos.
1: Mm.
2: I think the the development is maybe not as drastic uh, in Finland, uh, but it is kind of it has many many different aspects. These suburbs. Mm. What are these um,
0: uh, publications or like a, a little booklets you have
1: here? Uh, well, the one is from, we had a workshop last year in Puhaslov's People Festival, which is a festival organized in one of the shopping malls uh, in eastern Helsinki. Uh, and then there are the contributions of the participants. Uh, and then the other one is like a her- herbarium which I've collected from this shopping mall. Kind of like to see that it's not only a place for people, but there are also like different species and plants growing Mm. in this environment. And also to make it be, uh, like one of our questions has also been, how can we document these spaces? So we've also like experimented with that, like these are like clay, uh, like different kinds of textures that I've uh, collected with clay.
0: Yeah, we are talking now about like a collection of like flat um, grey clay sculptures, somehow, and they are. Oh, plates. Or, yeah, plates almost, but like pieces of. of
1: and it's what is it, like um, tiles and stuff from outside? Yeah, it's different kind of textures, like this is from the c- concrete. Uh, Asphalt, and then, like, from outdoors, the wooden walls, and then uh, sewage cover,
0: Mm, Uh, manhole covers.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and then from inside, this space, uh, like, a. The radiator? Yeah, is this the radiator? Yeah, and then, like, the ventilation Mm. things of the door, and some. Glass and floor, and so you just ceiling. brought like clay
0: outside, and then
1: you just mold it directly yeah, onto yeah, surfaces. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a nice collection. I <laughs> I like surfaces, and yeah. I also have worked with that.
1: <laughs> and what are these tiny uh, these are sculptures? found, found uh, teeth x rays. Yeah. Mm. So,
0: like, tiny little pieces of x-ray, is of teeth, like, passport size, and then you have given them clay legs. Yeah. So they can stand. That's nice. Yeah. Um, let's move to the back room to uh, talk about the last uh, artworks in this exhibition. Um, so... I, I don't know, do you want to explain about the pieces in here? I think there is a lo- there are a lot of elements in here so I think you can um, detect them easier.
2: Yeah, so in this room there are works made by Sara maria Karreranta and Shubangi uh, Singh. So Shubangi has made this uh, collection of pizza boxes with lino cuts uh, on them and there are uh, a few on display in this room, uh, and then also there are some in the pizza restaurant, so when you order a pizza to take away, they can put it in an art box.
0: Really? Like yeah. in Tilpa, just yeah, next door? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How many art pizza boxes were delivered I to think, the pizzeria?
1: Uh Subhani had two different designs, so 20 each, so 40. And they have then... been using them? Uh, yeah, and they still have some, I think they give it to like <laughs> some customers only. And today there was visitors who ordered a pizza and got one box. So I think there are still a few left. That's amazing. <laughs> and how do the
0: people react to it when they get an, an art box? Do they realize? I don't.
1: Um,
2: I haven't heard. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Me neither. I don't really <laughs> know. The, the idea behind it was that... The, the art would then spread like in the homes or in the domestic spaces of people in the neighborhood as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and will be recycled in the end. Yeah. 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 That's quite nice. Maybe they're saving some for tonight since like it's part of yeah, the I screening so, tonight yeah. that the they are giving us a discount on the pizzas and then they will be serving them outdoors while people are watching the film. So one of these really cute local collaborations that we have yeah, yeah made.
1: and then yeah. Shubangi has also, like there is a, a white table tablecloth table canvas uh, and Shubangi has then uh, used a pizza to make a print on it. Oh, that's uh, what it is. So, <laughs> so yeah. like having another layer of the, like this print process. So
0: the artist just tossed the pizza there or how? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's this like quite delicate um, lace flower pattern paper that is very large and is draped from the top of the wall with some lighting under and then all the way to the floor and then the roll is like in the middle of the floor and then there is this big orange. Like spot in the middle dripping down. It's matching the salmon colored archival yeah. room quite well. <laughs> and then next to it is this like little um pizza box flying installation. It looks like the roof of a house made from this pizza mm. box with the art drilled on. Oh, that's a nice piece. <sighs> and then Sara Maria has collaborated with Jarmo Ilmarisompi. Uh, they've made together
1: these uh Pair of flags, the white flag one and white flag two. Uh, the first one is made of this really gentle material of uh, insect that covers uh, a tree, uh, and Sara Maria has collected them uh, here locally and also from her home in Ingo.
0: And then I think we need just to to yeah. stay with this for a moment and and like the. Uh, explain what it actually is, because when I saw this flag, it's a flagpole hanging from the wall out into the space. I thought the flag was made by really old worn out plastic, like it's white, see-through, it looks like this really ripped up old plastic bag. But it's not. It's like a kind of like material secreted by insects and it has been just collecting in this one big layer on a window or similar where the artist has like peeled it off in one big piece, no, right? No, no, uh,
1: it's like she has then, she has had these strips of this net or... Okay, uh, ah,
0: so it's not one big piece, but No, it's... and
1: then she has like knitted it uh, or woven it together. But it's still
0: like somehow really she has gently. been able to like peel off like complete pieces mm. of this, yeah, like...
1: yeah,
0: which to me is quite insane. I... <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. do you know
1: how the trees look
0: when this insect has totally like uh, when covered it when they're full of the like webbing. Yes, yeah. I know how it looks in Berlin once I saw many trees like this and it was crazy.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a ghost tree. Yeah.
0: So full of larvae. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, so it's like it's the larvae um like pupa or like this web yeah, yeah. pupa yeah. material. Yeah. Aha.
2: So it's collected from a tree.
0: Ah, not from a window. No, I misunderstood it when you explained it to me the first time.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really don't understand how she has made it then, but
2: uh, it's impressive. (laughs) And and it's uh, the movement of the material is very hypnotizing. Yeah, Yeah. it reacts
1: to like even the smallest like wind or movement in the space. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and then it has a pair made of uh, spider. Web, mm. uh, but it has been damaged a bit, yeah. because
0: of the air conditioner. ah, because of the fan next to yeah. I want to talk about the window piece,
1: yeah, it's uh, it's also Sara Maria's and Jarno's work. Uh, it has not, n- there is no name, okay, uh, but it's uh, made out of clay.
0: It's the backside window, so it's a little darker than the front side of the clinic, but it's still a very large window.
1: Yeah, and you can't see through because it's being covered with the natural clay. From outside. From outside. Uh, and during the night time, uh, there is two like air conditioners uh, with lights. Uh, so during the night, the lights are on, uh, and people in the street or outdoor can see this weird light movement through the clay mm. oh, because uh, the fans are moving with the lights yeah. nice attached yeah. so, so it creates uh, like
2: a little bit like a lighthouse uh, effect I effect think, and that when you say the clay
0: is natural clay like is it from here from this area or is it just normal clay you would buy uh,
1: it's from their home in Ingo it's not from here but it
0: is found in the nature yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and then they just uh, Smooshed it on the window or... Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And has it been changing with the weather conditions here?
1: Uh, a bit. Some clips have fallen down. Uh, like there are, there are crackles. Uh, but it has been staying quite the same, I would say. Uh, and clay is a nice material because it can absorb uh, moisture but mm-hmm. also release it. So, so it has been quite the same. Yeah,
2: Um, But for sure when they made it, it started to dry and then create these uh, patterns and holes. So they only stuck it with just like wet clay, so just
0: water and clay. Mm. It looks somewhere in between a flower motif in very 70s brown and then something just very dirty.
1: Yeah. Mm. And then there is like a trace of a process or Or another piece on the window. There used to be a tape uh, taping
2: saying "dentist" and the phone number, Mm. and it has been partly ripped off.
1: Uh, And Sara Maria wanted to kind of experiment: when does these letters become images, and how? uh language turns into something visual Uh, and it blends quite
0: a lot with the clay pattern yeah yeah it's not
1: that visible anymore with the clay
0: that's nice and there is a little bit more of the shiny uh
1: yeah this is just a party
0: decoration from the film yeah (laughs) Uh, from the front window and then there's a chips bag on the floor is that part of the installation
1: uh yeah that's one word called flannering chips bag bag of chips and Sara Maria wanted to, and also those product products are Sara Maria's work. Uh, she wanted to kind of work with these packages of products uh, and consumables. And for a month, she was trying to get this bag of chips to f- float with helium, uh, and actually she managed to do that. Uh, but now that the helium has gone from the inside of the chips bag and now it's kinda like sad. So it was really floating or flying before? It was for a short moment. Yeah,
2: it, it was like in the ceiling. Yeah. For or a short a moment. short moment. <laughs> it's
0: just a tortilla chips bag.
1: <laughs> but it's I mean it, it has taken like maybe the most work of this whole exhibition because yeah. we have had like to make it fly. twenty <laughs> yeah. chips bags. Uh, and because chipswax wax on itself is too heavy uh, mm. to be on the air so Sara maria has kind of like peeled it inside to make it lighter mm. yeah. uh, wow. and then to come up with the system, system to fill it with helium has been one like kind of like engineering tasks. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, so then... you have
0: eaten a lot of tortilla chips. Yeah, we
1: well, still, we have, still have a lot of them in the
2: cupboard.
0: Yeah. So she wanted to use this specific kind of chips or uh, did you try many different kinds of chips along the way? I
1: think she had already before tried that this is the, this bag is one that one can peel. <laughs> it's the <laughs> most optimal. It's the optimal <laughs> for making <laughs> it lighter. Oh, that's really funny
0: and then there are of course like remnants of the actual like um space in here there are like some old radiators by the window that are not connected anymore maybe and then like an old sink and the cap- cupboards where the dentist has had things yeah yeah
2: you know, on the floor there is uh, like a uh, traces of the dentist's chair which mm. used to be in the middle of the space
0: yeah sure and now it just looks a little bit dirty yeah so um, maybe I would like to spend a little bit time to talk about our event tonight or this collaboration that we have done together before the rest of the group comes and we have to set up for it. Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, yeah, I have been interviewing several of my me- KinoCube members uh, that we have this uh, screening collective with where we curate thematic film screenings, Um, but uh, how has it been for you to collaborate with with us, another collective or group on
2: this? Uh, Well I I think it has like opened up uh, or yeah I feel like it has widened up the possibilities uh, with this screening event. Uh, to kind of combine like the the expertise or experience of both of the collectives Mm. and then put them together and have something from both. Uh, uh, Yeah, so uh, I think for example the open call that we organized was gaining surprisingly a lot of attention
1: uh, yeah, and yeah, we had like when we got this idea of organizing a screening, maybe it came that we saw some cool video works uh, fitting to a lot of our research interests. Uh, but then, if we would have had done it or just on our own, maybe we wouldn't even had an open call, but curated the works. So I think uh, working with you guys have kind of like opened up the the, like possible works to show and also like learning from you how to set up a screening. Uh, I had before done like uh, uh, organized like screenings in Turku back back years when I was living there but uh, not in recent years so it's been fun.
0: Yeah I mean we are one collective who has like worked together for years, and we have our uh, protocols or like ways we usually organize things. So, so we have already a little bit this machine yeah. running and like um, this this way that we do it and how we divide yeah. the work. But it was nice to have external curators in the selection <laughs> process. That was interesting. So, I mean, you approached us and asked if we wanted to do this thing, and then we divided the. Thing as in, you wrote a draft text for what it was about for you, like what because with the open call, of course, we write some introductory text to inspire the artists to make something and we make a poster to go with it that also inspires. So, um, you sent me some images of malls that you had taken and then a draft text about what it was you were interested in with the project, and then I wrote it into an open call and then you were part of our group selecting the movies and yeah yeah now also one of the dancers came yeah (laughs) we are interviewing uh for my podcast series nice yeah this is Jackie who will be doing a live performance here tonight
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I just wanted to say, hey, hi. We're gonna wrap up soon. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so our program tonight is that we, Jackie and another dancer, will do a live site specific performance. They have been here to practice with the space outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have two blocks of short films uh, about like, what was it you wanted to say with the screening program? I can't remember the initial text now.
1: Me neither. I guess we wanted to kind of reach out to artists in different contexts uh, who are kind of working with public space or urban space and cityscape. Uh, And I think in the text we kind of asked for works or proposals that would kind of deal with the changing cityscape and what kind of ideas and uh, uh, things are behind the changes. And I think the films we're going to see tonight are kind of approaching this from very different perspectives uh, and different takes. Uh, on the issues and from all over the world like it's how many
0: films did we select at the end i mean i made the program but i can't even remember (laughs) i think it was
1: like around 14 or something
0: yeah i think that sounds about right but it's usually how we do and i mean when you say that a film can maximum be 30 minutes or something you will end up with like quite a lot of different small takes yeah on. yeah not exactly the same because when you write an introductory text some people they feel like their work relates to one part of the yeah. project but i think you also wrote something like how does it look in your area like
1: yeah. what are how does the... it feel to live mm. in your city or something else. Yeah, yeah. in um, your neighborhood and i was
2: especially interested in like kind of personal or subjective takes on the constructed environment because all of us live uh, around some kind of constructions, so uh, yeah. so we build like personal relations with with those.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they can take so many different shapes and forms, and uh, the political agenda of urban development, but then also the natural occurrences of like how people actually use the spaces, and I think a lot of these works maybe also have arisen during the COVID pandemic time yeah. where people have been locked inside the streets have been empty they have related as artists to the very near environment yeah. so in the first block at least like several of the films are dealing with this like being in your home or mm. like um, being somehow alone with your home Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but then there's also like, works dealing more with kind of like maybe also human nature dichotomy and like hu- yeah. how humans are using the environment or trying to control it, uh, which was nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then some works also dealing with this whole... Um, well, we even have one post-apocalyptic work, right? And that yeah. is like imagining the future, but talking about architecture that made um, that was impactful in its time, yeah. but then going about it from this post-apocalyptic perspective, where it doesn't matter because the world ended anyway. Yeah. So all these like mega buildings that had like political and financial power when they were built, and but then now they are just part of like a dead world. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I always enjoy making the program and then presenting it to an audience and see how it works. Because also here, when we will be using the window as screen, like above the door, there are these like almost posters of like fruit, as if it had been a fruit shop in uh,
1: here. Ineke has put them. On. It's part of the installation. But yeah. it fits well <laughs> with
0: like um, the old like part of the window tape yeah. that we have left on, this like piece of like, uh, this fancy swung uh, purple line yeah. that is yeah. on the window. So like when we were setting up and Paola said, oh, it looks like it's part of the advertisement of the windows, like the films <laughs> become really like part of the shopping mall. Yeah, fielding. yeah. Mm. Nice. No, so, yeah. so so
1: this, this is a
2: site-specific <laughs> screening, definitely.
0: Which is nice. It's not always that we get to do some that are so site-specific, yeah. that we also are collaborating with the pizzeria and that we will have the after-party with karaoke in the Amigo Bar number one afterwards. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's really... A, I think this is a, an especially cute Kino Club uh, screening <laughs> <laughs> somehow. It's because everything is like miniature <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's... yeah. yeah.
1: Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I think it's gonna be fabulous.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully a lot of people will come, and luckily the weather is really nice. Yeah. Uh, since it's like an outdoor screening, mm, yeah. um, is there something that we have forgotten that you would like to include, or do you wanna?
1: Maybe yeah. just to say that there is still, like one work is actually installed in Pizzeria Dilber. Ah. Uh, there is a video work uh, which is kind of taking the format of a karaoke video. Uh, and in our opening people could sing the, there are two songs so sing along in uh, the pizzeria? yeah oh that's amazing <laughs> uh, so they have really
0: been collaborative yeah, in the pizzeria yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, and the songs are uh, Dilber in Hindi means uh, a lover or a mm. loved one so one is from a Hindi uh, pop song from the 70s which was in a movie and the other one is from the Salatutelama's "Secret Lives" uh, soap opera, <laughs> Finnish soap opera, which is actually has been or is still filmed in this area. Uh, they have a studio here. <laughs> yeah, and then the artist has invented new, new l- lyrics to the songs. So I think that's really nice piece. Uh... <laughs> I love it
0: when the circles like come together and yeah. and everything meets
1: that's quite nice the, yeah and uh, yeah Kush has made the video but yeah I think that's like all we have here hmm. oh yeah and like another
0: like circle coming together like you mentioned before that you live in Salo, which is interestingly enough the last podcast episode was the interview with Tommy and Toivo in Lajansaalu cool just next to where Sala lives where, because mm. they had been doing a site-specific uh, temporary art space there in this yeah. other suburb of Helsinki. Yeah. That was in the east of Helsinki and now we are right. in the northwest. So, yeah, but by coincidence you then live just next to where they live. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah,
2: it really... Uh... Yeah, things are happening in the suburbs. Or... Yeah, really. yeah, like, yeah We're living the start. dream. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, and Paola from Kino Club has come, is in there, who will be one of the next people I interview, I think, if she wants to. So, um, yeah, we should rig a screen. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks. And thanks
1: thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for collaborating with us. (laughs) It's been so
0: nice. I really have enjoyed this project.
1: (sighs) Cool. Yeah.
0: And now Laura is coming as well. Perfect. We heard good timing. Yeah. Okay, we hope the night is a success and um, mm-hmm. congratulations with uh, almost being over with this marathon of a temporal thanks. space. Yeah, <laughs> <thanks>. <laughs> oh, ah, one thing before I forget. You have a website for the project, right?
1: Yeah, it's called
2: uh, net. Yeah, we will, uh, I will somehow find a
0: way to write it also where this is published yeah. because. This is a very long word to spell <laughs> on the podcast. Do you have private um, websites or Instagrams that you want to uh, let the listeners know about?
2: We have an Instagram for the project. Yeah, I think it can be also found with the name Shopping Mall Investigations, which is our English translation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No private. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone has. No, I don't, I
0: don't know. Ah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and you can also find Kino Club Helsinki uh, if you Google it or look at Facebook. We don't have a website, but we do have Facebook and an Instagram. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it.